This is the new LOL podcast, and I am Karen Stewart. My goal is to challenge you, motivate, and encourage you to live your life boldly as a Christian out loud. Do me a favor. If you find anything of value, any motivation, any encouragement, help me spread the word like this. Share it on all your channels. And thanks for listening. Let's get started. I may have shared that I recently moved to a new city and um, it has been by far the most difficult move and transition that I have made in recent memory. And what I know is that even when you are clear that you are where you're supposed to be and doing what you're supposed to be doing and you can see God moving forward, it can be very tempting to think about the familiar place that you have left behind. And if you spend too much time thinking about what is past, you can get stuck and never even enter into what's ahead. I recently heard someone that I respect say this, if you're going to move forward, that means you have to leave some things behind. And if you're more concerned about what you are leaving behind than where you're going, you're going to be stuck. And when I heard her say it, I immediately thought about Sodom and Gomorrah, that story in Genesis 18 and 19. If you haven't read it, you should definitely do that. In fact, even if you have read it, you should read it again. I think we can often get to a place without even knowing it that we think if we've heard a story from the Bible or read it before that we know it as if there's nothing else for God to say to us about it or through it. So just read it again, okay? In 18, Genesis chapter 18, it says um, that the cry of sin from Sodom and Gomorrah had reached the ears of God, and it was clear that it had to be dealt with. How crazy is that, that sin itself cries out to God and demands a response? Man, that's so much I could unpack right there, but I'm a, <laughs> I'm trying to stay focused. The Bible says in chapter 18, verse 21, that God decided to go down and check it out and see if what he was hearing was in fact true. So he sends two angels, and it was just as he had heard, and he decided to destroy the place entirely. So we get to the point in Genesis 19, 13, where the angels say to Lot, who lived there. Lot was the nephew of Abraham. They say, we're about to destroy this place. So get your people together, your family. Tell them to go so they can stay alive. So Lot went to his sons-in-law, verse 14, told them to get up and leave. And they thought he was joking. So it doesn't seem like he they ever left. There's nothing else that's said about them. But then in verse 15, it says this, when morning dawned, the angels urged Lot saying up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away in the punishment of the city. And then verse 16 begins like this, but he hesitated. I don't know how I ever missed that because I've always heard about Lot's wife when I hear this story. But when God sent those angels to warn and deliver Lot, he hesitated. 
to leave the place that was familiar. Check this out. The rest of verse 16 says this. So the men grasped his hand and the hand of his wife and the hands of his two daughters because the compassion of the Lord was upon him. And they brought him out and put him outside the city. So basically, they had to drag Lot and his whole family out of town so they would not be destroyed. Now, here's a whole other part of this story that I missed. When they dragged Lot out of the city, they said, look, don't look back. Don't stay anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains so you don't get swept away. And in verses 18 through 22, Lot starts engaging with them and says, no, I I don't want to go up to the mountain because I'm scared that disaster will overtake me and I will die. Now, first of all, how ridiculous is that? God goes to great lengths to send two angels to physically rescue you and drag you out of the city. And when they tell you where to run to, you decide that will be a problem. And that is not the place where you should go so you can be be safe. How, how ridiculous is that? Anyway, there's a small town that was nearby and Lot thought it would be best for him to run there instead of the place of safety that was designated for him. For him. And the name of that town was Zor which means small. Remember that, okay? And that is where he ran to hide from the wrath of God. So Lot makes it to Zor, but his wife didn't. Remember when the angel dragged them out by the hand and told them not to look back? Well, she looked back. And verse 26 says she became a pillar of salt. Now Lot makes it to Zor because he was scared to go to the place where God told him to go. He's still scared after all is said and done, and he decides to go up in the mountains. Again, the place where God told him to go in the first place, and he decides to hide in a cave. And again, read this whole story, right? But after one more significant act, which basically both of his daughters get him drunk, and both of his daughters get pregnant by him, that's a whole nother story. But that is the last time we hear about Lot and his life and his story in the Bible. So much to unpack there. This is probably another one of those candidates for a part two video or something. We'll see. Anyway, here's the deal. I believe that I am not the only one who's in transition right now. And trust me, I understand fully how difficult that can be. But if you're going to move forward, that means you're going to have to be willing to leave some things behind. What things? What I, I don't know. I have no idea what your things will be. But God will certainly let you know. For some of you, it, it might be relationships. For some, it might be places, even churches or jobs, habits or behaviors or excuses. I don't know. And as tempting as it can be to look back and to hold on to the temple of your familiars, I believe the Lord is calling us to be willing to let anything and everything go that he is requiring of us in this hour. We are living in unprecedented times. And I believe the Lord is looking for an army of believers who stand ready and prepared to follow him and move swiftly at his command. Now you might tell me, I don't even know what God is calling me to do. And I know that can be frustrating. Trust me, I understand that, especially if we've been asking 
and waiting for him to let us know. But I also know that conditioning and preparation come before deployment. And if God has not yet given you your specific orders for what's ahead, then you should be spending your time right now getting ready. Getting ready how? Getting ready for what? Listen, getting ready to hear his slightest whisper, getting ready to respond to the gentlest breeze of his spirit, getting ready to sense his movements in any direction and be willing to follow. The Lord is looking for faithful and trustworthy sons and daughters who will submit to the pleasure, desire, and command of their king above all else. And that doesn't happen by just showing up to church once a week for a couple hours. This kind of readiness only comes by prioritizing the secret place, spending time in his word, and letting your prayer time include more time listening than talking. And it will probably be that what he will ask of you, at least in the beginning, might be very small, depending on where you're starting here. But with each act of obedience, he will ask you for even more. And he will be watching to see how willing you are to lay it all down for him as he laid it all down for you without looking back. Because when God is calling us to move forward, if we choose to look back, there really are only two outcomes. You'll either stay small in the small place like Lot did. Remember Zor, the place he went to was called small. Or you'll die right where you are, like his wife did. Here's the thing. Both of their outcomes were the result of their choices. And your outcome will be the result of yours. I know I always say that the world is waiting for us to show up and be who we are on the earth. But even greater than that, our king is waiting for us to rise up. and Stand at the ready for the voice of his command. And no matter where you are right now in your current transition, there is always one assignment that remains unchanged. You've heard me say it before. It's time for us to live boldly for him this day and every day and do that out loud.